the Protectors of the Wood adventure series. Join our story of misfit teenagers as they struggle to save the world from climate change. Episode number 96, News from Jeremy. Abby and Jeremy sat on the churchyard grass and shared their knowledge about the protectors of the wood. Their conversation focused on the energy project that Jeremy had recently joined. He warned Abby that the leader of the project was the mysterious He Whose Name Shall Not Be Spoken. Don't worry. I avoid that subject. Mostly, I'm just working on creating gardens and orchards here in the churchyard, and some other things we'll skip over for now. But, I would love to learn more about the energy project. I know it's getting bigger and bigger. There's that whole operation near Half Moon. I don't know how they manage that. You're probably talking about the biogas side of it. We've been producing more than you might think, but I wouldn't suggest that for heating your cottage here in the churchyard. There are safety issues, and we're not trying to publicize it at this point. But we can heat your cottage with what you've got right here, and it's very safe. It's more like a science fair project. I think Chi-Chi will help us. We'll need to borrow the wood chipper. I'm sorry to say, I don't think Allison will allow it. Of course she will. You'll see. Abby was beginning to get excited. Did Phoebe and George tell you about the youth council meeting tomorrow in the church basement? It actually sounds more like a community meeting. It's all ages. I'll be there. I heard Tuck's sermon yesterday, and I spoke to Phoebe today. Did she tell you about the idea of giving festivals and raising money? Of course. I told her to count me in. Well, maybe this compost idea could be an attraction. Maybe people will want to see it. Hmm. I don't know. You, you think people would be interested? But... Let's try it. She clapped her hands. I'll learn from you. And I'll teach you about gardening. And you can help me create the gardens here. God knows I need the help. How much time do you have? Hold up. That's the problem. Jeremy was silent for a few seconds. Abby could see the thoughts buzzing around in his mind. He finally spoke. I... I really want to, but... Give me a couple of days to think about my job and talk to Jim. And then... There's the band. 
He looked off into the distance. Very hard choices. Abby suddenly had a new idea. Jeremy was watching her. Could you do me another favor? Anything. Mention this on the download at Chi-Chi. Ask him if it's something we should be doing. Ask if they want us to do it. On the side now, just the two of you. I understand. I'd be happy to, but what if he's not sure? You're quick. Yes, that's probably what will happen. He'll get back to you in a few days. Jeremy glowed with satisfaction. Abby was thinking. Well, he hit the target on that shot in the dark. I see. We're a team on a mission, but we don't run the show. I won't forget. They smiled at each other. So, I'll see you Tuesday night at 7. That's the big event. Sure, I'll be there. By the way, I'm a little worried about your guitar. I wrote it over here on my back, and I kept hearing a sort of clanking sound. Aren't you going to open it? Don't worry. That's my collection of penny whistles. I'm good at it. But if I open this, we'll be fascinated for an hour. <laughs> and I'm starting to get nervous. Tuck is always warning me against hanging out with friends here in the churchyard. Only for work, he says. He doesn't realize this is work. It's our work. I see. Well, I've been sitting here too close and too long. Visible to the public. Someone might snap a picture from the sidewalk or that lookout over on Morphe's house, and it will appear on the standard front page. Headline, New Gardener on the Job. It won't happen this time. You underestimate me. I made sure that the cottage blocks the angle to the street and that glass crow's nest. But don't even joke about it. Tuck is terrified. Jeremy's expression suddenly changed. He started to say something but stopped. Abby saw that he was hesitating and was immediately curious. She felt that she knew him well already and could read his thoughts and feelings at a glance. Okay, what is it? You've got something important. Oh, just thinking about the way they're watching you. Has... Anyone giving you the phone rules? What? No, what's that? Rules for y using, just even carrying a cell phone. It's part of the protector's rule. For example, when I'm on duty in the forest, I can't carry any phone. Stuff like that. Now that we get phone reception everywhere, it's a problem. Just thought I'd let you know. How come no one tells me anything? Not that I'm surprised. I suspected this already. Abby felt annoyed, isolated from people and information she had a right to. Don't be mad. I'll help you. This whole situation is changing fast. 
We'll both share and get up to speed. Abby smiled with relief. <sighs> I can't tell you how good that sounds. It really helps. They were too embarrassed to look at each other. Okay, see you soon. And thanks for everything. My pleasure. They both scrambled up. Jeremy was still smiling as he walked quickly down the yard and out of the gate. The setting sun shone in Abby's eyes as she watched him go. Had a friend a while ago Had no reason to fear her She gave me a picture of a bright blue boy She gave me an over mirror Don't you know I was sorry Go, baby, oh no And oh, if you want me so I'll be there for you Just ask me to play and I'll know what to say If you come around today A hot and sultry wind blew through the cottage the next morning. Abby had planned a full day of outdoor work. She wondered how to endure the sun beating down hour after hour. And she recalled seeing an old floppy straw hat in the tool shed. She tried it on. It was absurdly too large, but had a drawstring under the chin. She decided to wear it. Who is going to see me anyway? <laughs> Let these stalkers check out my hat. The back half of the churchyard still sported mugwort up above her knees and dandelions and pigweed going to seed. Waist-high spearmint was spreading along the edge of the wild area. Near the old school building, she found a knee-high patch of lemon balm. Oh my, look at that! My go-to tea for sleeping, growing just for me. But I've got to get rid of that toxic pokeweed. Someone might taste the berries without knowing. Abby loved the wild plants. Volunteers, as some people call them. She was well aware of their gifts for humans. She wanted to save all of the mint and lemon balm as well as a patch of mugwort near the garden and the dandelions to attract the bees. She avoided this strip of the yard with the lawnmower, putting it in the forever wild category. And she cut eight lemon balm plants a few inches from the ground and hung them in the cottage to dry. That soothing scent. This is all working out better than I thought. 
Once again, Abby breathed a sigh of relief that Tuck was applying no pressure to clean up the wild area. But why? Does he just like the wild area? Isn't he worried about being accused of negligence? I love the wild area, but it's just not normal for a place like this. Soon the yard showed off a new eccentric appearance. A combination of forest, overgrown meadow, garden, and lawn. But it still needed more color, especially near the sidewalk. Abby could see that the strip between the forsythia bushes and the wrought iron fence used to be filled with three or four long rows of flowers. The remains of spring daffodils and tulips were slowly deteriorating there. At least I should spread a few wheelbarrows full of hummus over the area, but I really need a dozen flats of summer annuals. Maybe marigolds, snapdragons, cosmos, nasturtiums, echinacea. There's so many possibilities, but I need them for free. It's too late to plant anything from seed. In a few weeks, I'll bury the bulbs for next year. Abby wondered if Allison, the owner of the Middletown Garden Center, might have a few flats of summer annuals to give away. Maybe Allison will be at the Tuesday night council meeting. Tuck seems to be inviting everyone. Maybe I'll see Allison there. Abby was spreading the dark soil from the mulch pile over the flower garden when Tuck appeared at the side door. His expression set her on guard. He walked slowly, reluctantly, and with a frown. Uh-oh. Here comes bad news of some kind. It looks like I'm on my own. No one to light on my way I hear the wind howl and the water rage Will it ever be break of day, they say All these rivers are flowing Don't be afraid, you must go travel far We're all lost in a crazy world And bound for danger I say Hear the wind howl and the water rage There must be Rocks ahead, I said. All these rivers are flowing. Don't be afraid, you must go where they're going. In the night, like a wandering. 
star You must travel far Some are wise friends, wise and true But no one can see the end Our best dreams are thrown on the wind I know we're following them we sing All these rivers are flowing must go where they're going in the night like a wandering star you must travel far you must travel far you must travel far Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Find all our projects on protectorsofthewood.com and support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. <laughs>